Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are continuing our conversation with author Ruth Smith. She recently wrote a book, a 30-day devotional book and journal called Fingerprints of God and uh I got a copy of it that I've been reading and uh, just really was blessed by it. Yesterday, we talked with her about why she wrote the book and shared a couple of the uh, devotionals. One, uh, Makes Your Mouth Water, was called The Lesson of the Sourdough Bread. And then we talked about Facing Jericho, which was the second devotional she wrote. And if you missed yesterday's program, really want to encourage you to go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org, and listen to that 14-minute program or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on all the major platforms. Simply type in Hope is Here, and you can catch that. And I hope you'll also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to whatever platform. Uh, We would greatly appreciate it. But, uh, Ruth, I want to continue sharing just from this wonderful devotional book that you did. and You wrote uh, one called Reaching for the Unseen. Would you share that one with us, please? I will. Uh, Reaching for the Unseen. It is easy for most of us to see something, reach out, and to get it. We reach for a glass when we need a drink, a piece of dirt lying on the floor, or even a particle floating in the air like a dandelion cast by a breeze. Now consider what you can't see, like the wind or even the physical body of Christ. My dad struggles with dementia, and it's hard to watch him decline. Most days he will laugh and talk with us. Other days he will repeat himself and be a bit more confused or just sit quietly. On his worst days, he will reach for the unseen the unseen by us, that is. Hallucinations paint vivid pictures in his mind, so to him they exist. Whether he is seeing a family member from the past, reaching at shadows on the floor, or seeing animals under the bed, the unseen is very real to him. We can't see what a person with dementia sees, but to that person it is there. Even though we didn't have the chance to physically walk and talk with Jesus, as Christians, we do the same as someone with dementia. We, too, have a vivid picture in our minds and heart of Christ. While we can't physically see him, we see his manifest presence and the fingerprints that are left behind. It is hard to show someone who is an unbeliever what we see. While that person can't see him, we can start revealing him to the person by letting Jesus live in us. There will always be someone reaching for the unseen. God can use us to paint a picture so that that is as vivid and reachable to those who seek as to those who have already seen. They will want what they can't see, Jesus, too. Wow, I love about your book that you... uh right from personal experience with these devotionals and uh uh, man uh, i just love how you described there Uh, i know it's going to be painful to see your dad struggle with dementia but god speaks to us through the most unique situations and circumstances doesn't he he does he does uh you know life's not always going to be easy but he gives us the opportunities and uh you know i think when those opportunities come about we need to grab a hold and take on you know and just be bold and share what he's laid on our hearts so 
what I love in the journal uh, that accompanies the, you have um, you know a page the next page you ask are you reaching for the unseen and I, I think that uh, you know one of the things that as I was reading that earlier this week that you know if we ask God that he'll reveal those things to us and yet uh, sometimes I'm not guilt I'm guilty of not doing that and I like uh, what Bible verse you ended there uh, with that question uh, uh, with this devotional, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Would you mind sharing that with us, please? Yes. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians, and that's in the New King James Version. Yeah, such a powerful, powerful verse for people to hear. Well, there's one devotion I know that really, really uh, meant a lot to you, and it's a really powerful one. Uh, it's called Michael's Mission. Would you share that with our listeners, please? Yes. Okay, so Michael's Mission on day 18. It was early morning on March fifteenth, 2021. The sun was shining, but little did we know that darkness was in the midst. My daughter and son-in-law had been up for a short time when Michael collapsed, leaving my daughter in a state of panic and unbelief. Hard as she tried to bring him back, he was being called home, leaving his wife with their two young sons. Michael came into our lives in 2006 and married our young daughter of 17 in 2007 before being deployed to Afghanistan for a year. Needless to say, it was a hard way to start a marriage, but they endured it. In 2019, Michael hit rock bottom as their marriage was falling apart. My heart hurt for Michael and my daughter that year, but I know that it was part of God's plan. With a lot of prayer, Michael came to know the Lord on a personal and intimate level, and God mended their marriage. If Michael had not hit rock bottom, he may have never come to know Christ on the level that he did. Michael leaned on Kevin, a former youth pastor and friend, during that time. He dug into God's Word, seeking to find answers of how to totally surrender his life to Christ. He called Kevin for some work during that time and started asking harder questions of how to be all in. Kevin illustrated that day by putting his hand in a water trough. As he splashed his hand around a little, he told Michael, this is where you are, just splashing around. Then Michael dunked his own head into the water and told him, this is where you need to be. He pointed Michael to Ephesians chapter 1 through 3 and told him to study it to find his real identity. A short time later, Michael called Kevin and said he had to talk to him urgently. Michael had to let Kevin know that he had finally got it. It wasn't about him. It was only about Christ and living for Christ. Michael was all in and was on a mission to let everyone know that this is not our home. As Christians, we all long to go home. We should be sold out enough that we would long to be with our father as Michael did. As he had told my daughter four days prior to his death, I'm ready to go home. I can see the fingerprints of God that were left from years past. My daughter was on the committee that hired Kevin as the youth pastor who would form a friendship with Michael and lead him to the Lord. 
Michael's and my daughter's uh, separation let Michael led Michael to a deeper relationship with the Lord. It also gave his boys a glimpse of life without their father to make that transition of his death a little more bearable. My youngest daughter became a social worker to help kids, and without a doubt, I know it was to help her nephews deal with the loss of their father and support her sister through this difficult time. But the big, biggest fingerprint of all was thinking about how young Michael was, only 33. And then it dawned on me, Jesus was 33 when he hung on the cross for you and me and made the biggest impact after his death. Michael's biggest impact for Christ will be made after his death. Those three chapters led Michael to a deeper love for the Lord, his wife, and his boys. I tell this story to honor my son-in-law, Michael Bradley Hall, to glorify the Father, and to keep Michael's mission alive. And it's in memory of my son-in-law, Michael, who loved my daughter and grandson so much that he loved the Lord more. Wow, that was so powerful. Um, appreciate you sharing that. And as uh, you were reading that and was reflecting on that, uh, God is a God of details, isn't he? He is. He is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it takes things for you to happen for you to see those fingerprints. Well, he definitely did. And uh, I love how you know like you said 33 is you know in our minds a such a young age to live to, to leave this earth to go to heaven but as god spoke to you that was what jesus did just you know i always tell people i said you know if we were writing a book or the story say hey, he should have started when he was 18 or 21 you know or at least 25 i mean but you know god waited until he was 30 and then in three years he changed the world but at 33 his time was completed and um I love how you honor God, Michael's life there, and through your book, uh, it's one of those ways I believe other people will be in heaven someday because of Michael's story, and I would assume that's probably one of the reasons why you wrote this book. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, everything that I've written, I've tried to point people to Christ, um, and whether it's, you know, a personal story that I've uh, went through or stories of my family, you know, I think that everybody can relate to this. Uh, book in some way or fashion, but my hope is that everything is leading them to Christ. Well, I think you've done a great job of doing that. Uh, and the time we got remaining, why don't, why don't you share one more? There's one you wrote called "On Day Twelve in the Blink of an Eye." Would you mind sharing that one with our listeners, please? Okay. Yeah. So, in the blink of an eye, it was a sunny. Saturday morning when my daughter called me. I could hear how upset she was. Traveling east down a country road on her way back, or on her way to take her puppy to doggy boot camp, she found herself between a rock uh, wall and guardrails with nowhere to go. As she was driving, she noticed a utility van slowly veering over into her lane, first with one wheel and then another. The closer she got to it, the more it crossed the yellow line. Before long, all four wheels are coming at her head on. With cars behind her, laying on the horn, she slammed on her brakes and was going off the edge of the road with no other options. In a blink of an eye, the driver corrected the van that had crossed over in front of her. As she relived that moment to me, the pit of my stomach became weak 
week as I played out the image in my mind. We are not guaranteed tomorrow, today, or even the next breath how quickly things can change. I am reminded of 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-two: In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. Will you be ready when the trumpet sounds in the blink of an eye, your life could change? You know, when I, as I heard that, I was thinking about uh, recently I was trying to pull off uh, the street that I live on, and it, it turns onto a really busy road, and there was a car trying to turn left, and I was going right, but to go left, you have to go across the traffic. It's hard. Well, I went behind it. I was trying to turn right, and I looked, but I did not see anybody. But when I got ready to pull out, it winds up there was another car right there, and it was going full speed. And fortunately, there was nobody on the other lane, oncoming lane, so they merged over, and I was able to drive, and we did not have an accident. But it could have been a really, really bad one, and it made me think of that of in a blink of an eye. And I, I thought I thanked God just you know several times for all that he did and i love that that you just made us address that you know hey things can change in a blink of an eye and so are you ready to meet jesus well unfortunately we're out of time ruth but if somebody wants to get a copy of this wonderful devotional book called fingerprints of god what's the best way to do that well there's a couple of ways they can uh, email me at uh, ruthsmith.fingerprintsofgod at gmail.com and i can uh, correspond with them that way um, and I'll be sending you all a link, hopefully, um, and get that on our Facebook pages. Uh, and then also follow me on uh, Fingerprints to Footprints. The fingerprints has been done with the book, and now the footprints begin with uh, spreading the gospel. You know, so follow me at uh, Fingerprints to Footprints. And But um, I would love to answer any questions anyone had and uh, just, you know, just talk to them about it and see how the book affects them we'll have that contact information available with the podcast of this radio program but unfortunately we're out of time make sure you get a copy of this book fingerprints of god by ruth smith my name's greg horn thanks for listening this is hope is here Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.